Good morning, lovely Grace Vineyard and all of you who may be catching up with this message on our website or YouTube. This is the first Sunday of Advent, so I want to wish you a happy new year. No, I haven't lost the plot yet. Advent, according to the dictionary, means the arrival of a notable person or thing. Advent begins the season of waiting. It's the start of the Christian calendar as we await the coming of Christ and ends on Christmas Eve with the celebration of the birth of Jesus, the promised Messiah. It is a season of waiting for the greatest gift ever, the arrival of Christ in our hearts and our lives and in the world. Advent marks the beginning of a new Christian year and a time of reflection, remembering the coming of Christ and learning how to wait for God and with God. It is a time to keep watch and remain attentive to all ways Christ comes into the world and our lives. It is a season of prayerful preparation, a season to practice faith, hope and love. It is a season on our spiritual journey where we are reminded of the paradoxes and incongruities of our lives, light and darkness, faith and fear, joy and sorrow, strength and weakness, now and not yet. If we will allow it, it is a season of better understanding our own life with God, our receptivity and resistance, our longings and fears, our two steps forward and often one step back. Mary's season of Advent or waiting begins in Luke 1, 26 to 38. Let's journey with her as we read it. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of a greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she, who was said to be barren, is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. 
There are three areas where Mary's faith is exposed, and perhaps we can discern our own faith or lack of faith in these areas. Number one, highly favoured. The angel greets her in verse 28, saying she is highly favoured. The Greek word for favoured in this verse means graced. Paul used the same word in Ephesians 1.6 to describe God pouring out his grace upon us to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Notice Mary's reaction to being called highly favoured. She didn't jump up and down yelling, yes, 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 I knew it. But verse 29 says, Mary was greatly troubled and wondered what kind of a greeting this might be. Mary's faith was tested. Would she believe God would want to favour her, pour out his grace on her? What could she possibly have done to deserve this? What about you? Where is your faith? Do you struggle to believe you are chosen, loved, highly favoured by God and that he wants to pour out his grace on you? What makes it so hard to believe? What is your response to the word favoured? What would help you to receive the good news of God's grace and favour poured out on you? Take some time now to sit with the Lord and ask him to give you the faith to believe how chosen, loved and highly favoured you are. Maybe journal what God is saying to you as you wait on him.
The second point, how will this be? Have you, like Mary, ever doubted, lacked faith, even when God has spoken his promises over you? How will this be? Mary asks the angel in verse 34. Since I am a virgin. What are our excuses, fears, doubts, when our faith is tested? I love the description of faith in Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. In other words, faith is established conviction concerning things unseen and settled expectation of future reward. This assurance rests on God's promises. We can see things in the natural, but faith is the sense that helps us see and believe in the invisible spiritual realm. We don't need faith to see things in front of us, but faith is needed for things we can't see and can't touch. Faith is a willingness to trust in, to rely on and to cling to God and his word. This assurance of faith is not blind belief or gullibility or wishful thinking. It is acting in full confidence that God will do as he promised. Read the rest of Hebrews chapter 11 if you have time and need an injection of faith. What, how will this be questions do you have for God today? Where do you need to trust him and have faith he will come through on his promises? Spend some time now dialoguing with him and asking him for that assurance.
point is obedience. This kind of faith produces obedience and results in God's blessings and approval. Mary's response was, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be to me fulfilled. Verse 33. Are you ready to say a fully surrendered yes to the kind of life that changes everything? Or do you prefer a less intimate, less intrusive presence who you can follow from a comfortable distance? How are you creating sacred space where the life of Christ can flourish and flow? How obedient are you to the Son of God formed in you? Mary waited for the Son of God to be formed in her. Her obedience cost her the whispers and comments behind her back, the long and difficult journey to Bethlehem, the birth in a stable, the flight to Egypt, losing her 12-year-old son, the Son of God, entrusted to her in Jerusalem, and finally, his excruciating and public crucifixion. Her faith, hope and love were tested every step of the way, but her trust and her obedience to God's promises carried her through. And then there was the resurrection, new life, new faith, new hope, new love. We live this life now, but we are still waiting, waiting for the Messiah to come again in glory. How do we wait? For me, it's often two steps forward, one step back. For me, it's a journey, a journey of learning to accept I'm highly favored and to stop doubting myself and thinking I'm not good enough. A journey where sometimes my faith shines and other times I'm walking in darkness asking, how will it be? Sometimes I walk in deep trust and obedience and at other times I pull back, uncertain, unsure, unsettled, wrestling the doubts and fears until I come to that place of obedient faith in the one who holds me in the palm of his hand and walks beside me every step of the way, my guardian. Spend some time now confessing to God the areas of your life where you struggle to surrender to his call on your life and ask him to help you grow in obedience.
to end, here's a scripture that challenges me every day of my life. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11.6 I love him. I want to please him. I want to fulfill all his plans and purposes for me. I want to journey with him, always by my side. I know I don't always get it right, but during this season of Advent or waiting, I want to use this time to grow, to examine my life, find the areas where I need him most, and then, as I've waited on him, I'll be able to take two steps forward on my spiritual journey. 2020 seems to have been a really, really long season of waiting. Waiting to come out of lockdown. Waiting to find how we fit into the new tier system. Waiting to find what will happen over Christmas. Waiting to find out when a vaccine will be produced for distribution. Waiting to see when the season of the COVID-19 pandemic will finally end. And waiting to see what the new normal will look like. Frankly, I'm weary of waiting. We are living in such dark and difficult times, waiting for the light at the end of the tunnel. But Christ is the light, the light of the world. Can we wait with faith in a world that seems to be falling apart? Can we make space for Christ to come to us in this season of Advent? As we go into our breakout rooms now, what do you find most difficult of the three points I have mentioned? Is it believing you're highly favoured? Do you have doubts and fears and are you asking, Lord, how will this be? Do you struggle with fully surrendering in obedience to God? Can we share how we are dealing with the waiting and can we pray for one another? For God to meet us and transform us so Christ is formed in us. May I pray for you. Lord Jesus, be with us, bless us and open our minds and hearts to be with you and to hear from you and to follow where you are leading. I ask this for each and every one of us. In the precious, precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen.